Hello and welcome back to the Bible Podcast. Today is March 23rd and we're reading through the book of Judges. Today we're covering chapters 12 through 15. And I do want to thank Dr. Jonathan Gallagher over at the Free Bible Ministry for providing the Free Bible Version. It's our common belief that the Word of God should be free to everybody. Okay, let's begin. Judges chapter 12. Then the Ephraimites were called up and crossed the Jordan to Zaphon. They said to Jephthah, Why did you go and fight the Ammonites without summoning us to go with you? We're going to burn your house down with you inside it. I was a man with a great fight on my hands, Jephthah replied. I and my people were fighting the Ammonites. When I called on you for help, you didn't come and help save me from them. When I realized that you weren't going to help, I took my life in my hands and went to fight the Ammonites. And the Lord made me victorious over them. So why have you come here today to attack me? Jephthah summoned all of the men of Gilead and fought against the Ephraimites. The men of Gilead killed them because the Ephraimites taunted them, saying, You Gileadites are nothing more than escapees living among Ephraim and Manasseh. The Gileadites took control of the fords over the Jordan River that led to Ephraim's territory. And when an Ephraimite escapee from the battle would come and ask, Let me cross over, the Gileadites would question him, Are you an Ephraimite? If he answered no, they would tell him, Say Shibboleth. If he was from Ephraim, he would say Sibboleth, because he couldn't pronounce it right, and they'd grab him and kill him there at the Jordan Fords. A total of 42,000 were killed at that time. Jephthah led Israel as judge for six years. Then he died and was buried in one of Gilead's towns. After Jephthah, Ibzan of Bethlehem led Israel as a judge. He had 30 sons and 30 daughters. He married off his daughters to men of other tribes, and he brought in 30 wives from other tribes to marry his sons. Ibzan led Israel as judge for seven years. Then Ibzan died and was buried in Bethlehem. After him, Elon the Zebulonite led Israel as judge for 10 years. Then he died and was buried at Ajalon in the territory of Zebulun. After him, Abdon, son of Hillel, from Pirathon, led Israel as judge. He had 40 sons and 30 grandsons, who rode 70 donkeys. He led Israel as judge for eight years. Then he died and was buried at Pirathon in the territory of Ephraim, in the hill country of the Amalekites. Chapter 13 The Israelites continued to do what was evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Philistines to rule them for 40 years. At that time, there was a man named Manoah. He was from the tribe of Dan and lived in the town of Zorah. His wife couldn't conceive and had no children. The angel of the Lord appeared to her and told her, It's true that you couldn't conceive and have no children, but now you're going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. So then, please be careful not to drink any wine or other alcoholic drink, and don't eat anything unclean. You're going to become pregnant and have a son whose head a razor must never touch, because the boy is to be a Nazarite dedicated to God from birth. He will start the process of saving Israel from the Philistines. The woman went and told her husband, A man of God came to me. He looked like the angel of God, really frightening. I didn't ask him where he came from, and he did not tell me his name, but he told me, you're going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. You must not drink wine or any other alcoholic drink, and don't eat anything unclean. For the boy is to be a Nazarite, dedicated to God from birth, 
until the day of his death. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord, Please, Lord, let the man of God you sent us return to us to explain what we're supposed to do with the boy who is to be born. God responded to Manoah's request, and the angel of God returned to the woman while she was sitting out in the field. However, her husband Manoah was not with her, so she ran quickly to tell her husband, Look, the man who appeared to me the other day has come back. Manoah got up and went back with his wife and asked, Are you the man who spoke to my wife before? Yes, I am, he replied. So Manoah said, May your promise come true. And what shall be decided for the boy, and what is to be his vocation? Make sure your wife is careful to follow everything I told her. The angel of the Lord replied, She must not eat anything that comes from the vine, or drink wine, or any other alcoholic drink. She must not eat anything unclean. Your wife must follow everything I instructed her to do. Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Please let us keep you here while we prepare a meal of a young goat for you. The angel of the Lord replied, I'll stay, but I won't eat your food. However, if you prepare a burnt offering, you can present it to the Lord. Manoah didn't know he was the angel of the Lord. Manoah asked the angel of the Lord, What is your name? So when your promises come true, we may honor you. Why do you ask this? The angel of the Lord responded, My name is beyond comprehension. Manoah took a young goat and a grain offering and presented them on a rock to the Lord. As Manoah and his wife watched, the Lord did something amazing. As the flame from the altar blazed up into the sky, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame. Manoah and his wife saw what happened and fell with their faces to the ground. The angel of the Lord did not appear to Manoah or his wife again, and Manoah realized that he was the angel of the Lord. We're definitely going to die he told his wife, for we have seen God. But his wife replied, if the Lord had wanted to kill us, he wouldn't have accepted our burnt offering and grain offering. He wouldn't have shown us all these things, and he wouldn't have come now and announced this to us. She gave birth to a son and named him Samson. The Spirit of the Lord began to prompt him at Mahanidan, a place between Zorah and Eshdeol, which translates to narrow pass or town. Chapter 14 one day, Samson went to Timnah, which translates to withhold or keep back or hold in check, where here a young Philistine woman attracted his attention. He went back home and told his father and mother, the Philistine woman in Timnah caught my attention. Now get her for me because I want to marry her. But his father and mother replied, can't you find a young woman from our tribe or from our own people? Do you have to go to the heathen Philistines to get a wife? But Samson told his father, Just get her for me, because she's the one, and I find her attractive. His father and mother didn't realize that this was in the Lord's plans, who was looking for an opportunity to deal with the Philistines, because at that time the Philistines ruled over Israel. Samson went to Timnah with his father and mother. When they passed the Timnah vineyards, all of a sudden, a young lion came roaring out to attack him. The Spirit of the Lord swept over Samson, and he ripped the lion apart with his bare hands, as easily as ripping apart a young goat. But he didn't tell his father or mother what he'd done. Then he went on his way. When Samson talked with the woman, he decided she was right for him. Later on, when Samson returned to marry her, he turned off the road and looked for the lion's carcass. Inside the body was a swarm of bees and their honey. He scraped out some of the honey into his hands and ate it as he walked. 
When he got back to his father and mother, he gave some to them and they ate it, but he didn't tell them he'd taken the honey from a lion's carcass. While his father went to visit the woman, Samson held a drinking party there, because this was the custom among high-class young men. When the Philistine people saw him, they arranged for 30 men to accompany him. Let me pose a riddle to you, Samson said to them. If you can find its meaning and explain it to me during the seven days of the party, I'll give you 30 linen cloaks and 30 sets of clothes. Fine, they replied, let's hear your riddle. Food came out of the eater and sweetness came out of the strong, he said. Three days later, they still hadn't worked it out. On the fourth day, they came to Samson's wife and told her, Use your charms to get your husband to explain the riddle and then tell us, Well, we'll burn you and all your family to death. Did you bring us here just to rob us? So Samson's wife went crying to him, saying, You really do hate me, don't you? You don't love me at all. You have posed a riddle to my people, but haven't even explained it to me. So, he replied, I haven't even explained it to my father or mother. Why should I explain it to you? She cried in front of him for the whole time of the party, and eventually on the seventh day he explained it to her, because she nagged him so much. Then she explained the meaning of the riddle to the Philistine young men. Before the sun set on the seventh day, the men of the town came to Samson and said, What's sweeter than honey? What's stronger than a lion? If you hadn't used my cow to plow with, you wouldn't have found the meaning of my riddle, Samson replied. The Spirit of the Lord swept over him, and he went to Ashkelon, killed thirty of their men, took their clothing, and gave it to those who had explained the riddle. Furiously angry, Samson went back to his father's house. Samson's wife was given to his best man, who had accompanied him at the wedding. Chapter 15 some time later, when the wheat was being harvested, Samson went to pay his wife a visit, taking with him a young goat as a present. I want to go to my wife in her bedroom, he said when he arrived, but her father would not let him go in. I thought you must totally hate her, so I gave her to your best man, he told Samson. But her younger sister is even more attractive. Why don't you marry her instead? This time I can't be blamed for the trouble I'm going to cause the Philistines, Samson declared. He went and caught 300 foxes and tied their tails together two by two. He attached a torch to each of the tied tails and set them on fire. Then he let them loose in the grain fields of the Philistines, setting fire to all the grain, harvested and unharvested, as well as the vineyards and olive groves. Who did this? the Philistines asked. It was Samson, the son-in-law of the man from Timnah, they were told the man from Timnah that gave Samson's wife to Samson's best man. So the Philistines went and burned her and her father to death. Samson told them, If this is the way you're going to act, then I won't stop until I take my revenge on you. He attacked them violently, killing them, and then left to go and live in a cave at the rock of Edom. So the Philistine army came and camped in Judah, drawn up for battle near Lehi. The people of Judah asked, why have you invaded us? We've come to capture Samson, to do with him what he's done to us, they replied. Three thousand men of Judah went to the cave at the rock of Edom and asked Samson, Don't you understand that the Philistines rule over us? What do you think you're doing to us? I only did what they did to me, he replied. Well, we've come to take you prisoner and hand you over to the Philistines, they told him. Just swear to me that you're not going to kill me yourselves, Samson answered. 
No, we won't, they assured him. We'll only tie you up and hand you over to the Philistines. We certainly aren't going to kill you. They tied him using two new ropes and led him up from the rock. When Samson got close to Lehi, the Philistines ran towards him, shouting at him. But the Spirit of the Lord swept over him, and the ropes tying his arms together became as weak as burnt flax, and his hands broke free. He grabbed the fresh jawbone of a donkey, using it to kill a thousand Philistines. Then Samson declared, With a donkey's jawbone I have piled the dead into heaps. With a donkey's jawbone I have killed a thousand men. After Samson had finished his speech, he threw away the jawbone, and he named the place Jawbone Hill. He was now extremely thirsty, and he called out to the Lord, saying, You have achieved this amazing victory through your servant, but now do I have to die of thirst and be captured by the heathen? So God split open a rock seam in Lehi, and water came out of it. Samson drank, and his strength returned. He felt much better. That's why he named it the Spring of the Collar, and it's still there in Lehi to this very day. Samson led Israel as judge for 20 years during the time of the Philistines. Let's talk a little bit about decision-making. Decision can have a devastating impact on our future. On this day in 1933, the German Reichstag voted to give dictatorial powers to the Nazi regime under the leadership of Adolf Hitler. At the time, it didn't seem like such a great decision. However, history reveals that it turned out to be a horrendous decision. Discontented Germans had turned to Nazism in increasing numbers because the party promised economic help, political power, and national glory. Hitler's fiery personality and talents as an orator also had a strong influence. That decision made on this day, decades ago, plunged the world into a bloody war, resulting in the deaths of millions. Let's look at Samson's decisions. It wasn't just one decision, but a series of decisions that ruined Samson. This gifted, God-ordained man had it all, but wasted it all because he couldn't control his passions. Because he was so strong and virile, Samson thought he could get away with what he wanted. For 20 years he lived as he wished and cared little about consequences, but it all caught up with him. His continuing, selfish decisions had a devastating effect. He took what he wanted and went where he wished relying on his physical strength and magnetic personality. However, his lustful decisions finally brought him down. We don't break God's laws. We are broken on them. Looking deeper, God raises up special people for special times in history. Even before Samson was born, God began preparing him for the unique task of delivering Israel from the Philistines. It is easier to see God in retrospect than in the raw reality of the present. Only after the angel did not reappear did Manoah and his wife realize who had visited them. We are internally programmed for our destiny as God's Spirit stirs us. As Samson grew into maturity, God's Spirit began to prod him toward God's plans for his life. The rough road of rebellion starts with the smooth path of selfishness. Tragically, Samson had a fatal flaw, self-indulgence. This would be his downfall in years to come. When we are ruled by emotions rather than by God's word, sorrow results. Samson knew God's law, but chose to ignore it. This decision would eventually destroy him. Let's pray. Help me, Lord, to keep my emotions and passions in check, lest I follow my lustful desires and lose my whole future and my family.
Salah. So folks, another valuable lesson here in the book of Judges, focus on serving yourself less and serving others more. With that, I ask God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. And I'm looking forward to being with you again in Judges chapter 16.